what I think happens to a lot of people that like have kids when they're young is like you wake up one day and you're like 26 and you have three kids and you're getting divorced and you're like, who am I? Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers. I'm marathon swimmer and coach, Shannon Keegan. I virtually met Elizabeth Starr through an email with the subject line, I'm a marathon swimmer now, thanks to you. While I was flattered that Elizabeth wanted to credit me with her accomplishment, I know well that she did the work to become a marathon swimmer, but I'm grateful that Marathon Swim Stories was part of her journey. I hope you enjoy Elizabeth's story. Hello, Elizabeth. Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I never say that, but I did today. (laughs) Tell me what's your story. (laughs) Um, So my story is... Like if I start like when I was a kid, like I learned to swim at Tell like me, yeah, how'd you find yeah, the water? I learned to swim at like swimming pools and stuff, right? Yeah, like okay. um I lived in the country, I lived in Kentucky. Okay. And so we did a lot of like playing in rivers and just like being around water. Okay. Um and then when I was a teenager, I moved to Oregon, actually. And lived in the middle of nowhere, but on a tidal river. Okay. And so. What part of Oregon? Out of curiosity. Um, so, you know where like um, Eugene is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know where Florence is on mm-hmm. the coast? Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in the mountains in between. So if you oh, drive cool. from, Eugene, from Eugene to Florence, um, there's a town, there's a rip, the Sayuslaw River's right there. And I lived on the Sayuslaw River. Oh, cool. And now I know how to pronounce it. I never knew how to pronounce it before. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Sayuslaw, yeah. <laughs> um, and so when it was warm, I would swim like every every day. But it was just like, um, you know, short swims playing in the river. We lived kind of on this like 100-year-old rock slide. So there was kind of like some rapids there from the rock wow. slide from a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because there's actually this huge bend in the river because there was a rock slide and it changed the course of the river. Yeah. And then um, the place we were staying was built like on top of the rock slide. Wow. Um, Yeah. You had less, did you have lessons to learn how to swim or was it just being around the water? No lessons. Like when I was young, it was just, um, you know, not drowning. (laughs) um you know my mom didn't want to worry there were four of us and she didn't want to worry about us drowning at the pool so it was like you know how to swim and then um like I actually remember learning to swim I was five years old and it was at a hotel pool I was like visiting my grandma and the hotel had a pool and I remember being able to like get across like over to where my grandma was without touching the bottom and like doing that tiptoe thing where, you know, you bounce on your tiptoes when you're short (laughs) and you're young. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is incredible. Um, I learned to do this thing. Um, but I didn't know any like official strokes. I got pretty good at overarm strokes just from being in the river all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, and then this tiny town that I was living in in Oregon was like, Hey, we need a lifeguard. Would you do lifeguard training? So I did do lifeguard training. And in order to do that, you have to swim like 50 yards of each stroke, not butterfly, but breast and back and freight. Wow. Okay. Um, and I had to like learn to swim with my face in the water and it was terrible. Like <laughs> it was, I was, I was so bad at it, but they were like so desperate for lifeguards um, that they like, were like, no, we'll teach you. So they taught me like the most rudimentary, like, um, and then I got married really young. I got married at 20. I started having kids. So I had three kids and what I think happens to a lot of people that like have kids when they're young is like, you wake up one day and you're like 26 and you have three kids wow. and you're getting divorced and you're like, who am I? 
<laughs> um, and uh, so that happened to me. And <laughs> and I think maybe a lot of marathon swimmers start this way. I was like, I'm going to do a triathlon. Mm, I've heard. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and at the time, you know, I didn't know anyone else who was doing it. So I didn't really know how common it was. Right. But I was like, I'm going to do a triathlon. I have to learn to swim. <laughs> so go cool. just so all of the swimming, all the water around everything that you're doing was all head up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it wasn't yeah. until this lifeguard training that they're like, okay, put the face in. So did you have fears of putting your face in the water or was it just like, you just, just didn't, that's just wasn't what you did. <laughs> I had fears of water going in my nose. Okay. Understandably. Had- it's uncomfortable. I had done snorkeling. So I was used okay. to like a full face mask because mm-hmm. in the river we snorkel a lot for fun. Okay. It's really pretty. Um, and the idea of like putting, like having goggles, but not having my nose protected was very weird. And so that was what was really hard because I felt like I was used to breathing with my face in the water because I would have a snorkel and going to goggles. First of all, goggles are very uncomfortable compared (laughs) Compared to a mask. To a mask. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, with the mask, um, I don't know, have you done a lot of snorkeling or diving or anything like that? I was the kid that like grew up swimming and didn't know anything other than goggles. So we would go on a snorkeling trip and I'm like, why can't I just wear my goggles? (laughs) (laughs) So with the snorkeling mask, um, if you get water in your mask, like even like one of the things that they teach you is you can put your mask, you, they drop your mask in the bottom of the pool. You swim down, you put your mask on and then you blow through your nose and you blow all the water out of your mask. So your mask is totally clean. Um, and so I was used to, if there was water, I would just blow and then the water would go out of my mask. And if there was any accumulated water, it kind of went over the nose piece. And so you just weren't used to having like water in your goggles. Right. I could see that being a problem. <laughs> that was, I don't know. It was a weird change. Um, <laughs> and that was hard. And also the rhythm of like face in and then look oh. like breathing to the side, you know, that was all very weird. <laughs> um, that was I, all I'm weird. laughing lovingly. Like I can only <laughs> imagine like what it would be like i and kudos to you for deciding to for taking the opportunity though to to learn that's great yeah well so I was at community college anyway and they had swim class okay so I signed up for like the intermediate swim class which is where you can already swim but you don't know the strokes Mm -hmm. and so I would just go once a week and I would show up and (laughs) the guy would like demonstrate on the pool deck the strokes and then I you know, try to do the strokes. And then I would go to the public pool. The swim class was only once a week. Mm-hmm. And then I would go, I would drop my kids off at school. And then I would go to the public pool that was really close by. And, um, I remember the first time I went in there, I was like the sprint triathlon I was training for the swim was 600 yards. And I was like, I have to try to swim 600 yards. And I was like, it doesn't matter if I have to stop, but like, I'm going to try to swim 600 yards. Yeah. And I, I swam across the pool and I, it was a 25 yard pool and I got to the other side and I had to like, hold on to the other side. And I was like, this is, is really hard. Um, (laughs) why is this so hard? And I made myself stay in the pool till I had like swam 600 yards. And I think it took me like 35 or 40 minutes. Um, and then I just kept going to this class and he taught the different strokes And, um, by the end of the class, I remember him saying, like, he was an older guy who never said anything other than just like instructing. He walked over (laughs) to me and he was like, your stroke's looking a lot better. And then he like turned around and walked away. And I was like, my stroke's (laughs) looking better. I am learning. And, And so I also like had joined this triathlon club and they I I am so lucky. I didn't know how lucky I was at the time. I live in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was like, where do we practice open water swimming here? And they were like, we swim at aquatic park, not knowing anything about like the amazing history of open water swimming in San Francisco and in aquatic park. And so I went and um, we all met on the bleachers and I had bought this wetsuit 
And I, we swim out to the buoy and I look up and like, everyone is gone. Like I'm very (laughs) slow. I'm very, very slow. I think I was swimming like three minute per hundred yards at that point. Like I was not quick and I have no idea what's going on. So I get out there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the water. And then you can't see in the water. So it's like the opposite of any snorkeling experience. I have the water is very clear. And I'm like, well, I can't see anything. And I have these goggles and they're like, okay, but they're leaking. And so I have to keep like stopping because I didn't yet know that you're supposed to basically strap them on for dear life. Um <laughs> And it was just like, I remember like having a little bit of a panic attack out there and then just being like, um, no one's going to come get me. Like, there's no lifeguard. I'm here. I was only like 50 yards out from shore. Mm-hmm. That's where the buoy line is. Mm-hmm. Have you ever swam at aquatic park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Went to the 24 hour relay a few years ago. Oh yeah. With Susie Dodds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, I, I was just there at the buoy line and I was just like, well, no one's going to get me out of this. I'm here. I'm the person who got myself here. I did this to myself. Um, I didn't know the people very well at that point. And so I was kind of like, Hey, I got, I, I kind of got proud of myself. I was like, I'm out here. I got myself here. I'm in the water. And I'm in the ocean. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> And I finished, I did like, it wasn't a very long swim. You know, I finished a buoy line and I got out and um, I felt like very accomplished. And that was kind of just the beginning of, of realizing that I really liked swimming in the open water. Mm. Um, so going into that, you had maybe you, you were trained, just training for the 600 yards in the pool. And that's all you were really doing. That was like all I had yards. done before that. And I had never, I mean, I had played in the waves in like Florida or whatever, but I had never really swam in the ocean swam Mm -hmm. and all my swim experience had basically been rivers in Oregon. There's a couple different ones. We'd go up to, um, the rogue river and the Illinois river Well, down, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so I had a lot of like river swimming experience, but not, um, any ocean experience or even, um, very much lake experience. Mm -hmm. And so, I like started my triathlon journey and I, a lot of triathletes dread the swim, but I really liked to swim. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, whatever I get into, I tend to get pretty into. Um, and so by the end of the year in September, so that I had started the class in January, this is in 2018. Okay. Um, by September, I signed up to do, um, the Santa Cruz half Ironman. Wow. Yeah. Go in to start with a sprint and go for it. <laughs> um, you know, jump right into half Ironman by the end of the year. And the most amazing part of that swim, what of that race was the swim. And I remember swimming around, you swim around the pier for the race. And I remember being surrounded by people Mm-hmm. And then the water, the sun was like coming through the water. You could see the little ripples. And I remember my, my eyes just like filling with tears in my goggles. Cause it was oh. like such a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, completely overshadowed by the disaster of the run. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I loved that swim experience. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to community college, in the next January. So like one year from when I took the first class, it was a different guy who was teaching the class. And he said, Hey, I'm the women's swim coach. Do you want to be on the women's swim team? Oh, fun. And I was like, um, I'm very slow. I'm just very, very slow. And he's like, well, what have you done? And I was like, well, I've done a half Ironman swim. Like I can swim. He's like, great. You'll swim the mile. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, this is free training time. I've been paying to go to the public pool. And this guy says I can come and swim for two hours every afternoon, um, for free. And yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. Because at community college, they don't have like age cutoffs for Uh NCAA, but it's like, um, the, the division that it is, is like, you know, it's not even like D3. It's like the community college like (laughs) division. And, um, I didn't know how to flip turn. I didn't know how to go off a block. I didn't even know how to open turn quickly. My open turns were not good. I didn't know how to streamline. Um, 
like all these things you learn if you're on swim team, I didn't know how to do any of those things. And um, I remember going, practicing, going off the blocks and my goggles came off like every single every time. time. <laughs> and eventually one of the girls came up to me and she was like, those goggles won't stay on when you dive. They just won't. You need to get like goggles for not for open water swimming, but for like pool swimming. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> bought my first pair of vanquishers and they basically never looked back. I mean, I, I ended up doing my, my first marathon swim with vanquishers. I, was like, <laughs> I love those. Um, um, what was that? What was that community college swimming experience? Like, I mean, I'm yeah, just it was awe. a mind blowing experience. <laughs> Having grown up homeschooled in rural, I had never had um, a team experience like that. Wow. And I was very lucky in that where I was in my life, all of my kids were in elementary school and the classes that I was taking were not so time consuming that I couldn't spend two hours every afternoon swimming. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so privileged to have been in a situation when I, where I could do that. Um, but it was, it was incredible. It was really hard because I didn't have any technique. And so I was always the last person across the pool in the beginning. And that was very demoralizing even for drills. Mm -hmm. And so we would do these like kick drills and, um, people would be headed back across the pool and I hadn't even like reached the other side of the pool. And that felt terrible. And it was the same with like, when we would just practice dolphin kicks, like I was the last person across the pool, like every single time. Um, but when we would do longer sets, like 200 or 300 sets without stopping, I noticed that I was catching up with the, yeah, nice. the other girls were all like 19 and 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how old are you? At the time I was 28. Yeah. Um, no, I was 29. I was 29. Okay. So, but then they're talking about a 200 being like a super long race. You're and like, so I have this like other weird perspective. Um, I started getting faster. My form started getting better. My coach is like, you lift your head so far out of the water, like to breathe. And I was like, well, I have to see what's going on. And he's like, you're in a pool. You don't need to see what's going on. Just look at the line and swim. Don't look. Um, and I'll never forget the very first time I swam the mile, I had gotten a lot faster. Like at I, a meet now? Yeah. At a meet. Cause we start meets, we started meets like three weeks after we started training. So I had okay. like three weeks of trying to learn. And then we had our first meet and, um, I'd never had a counter someone who like counts how many laps. Right. Um, and I honestly the way that it worked, the way the points worked, um, for our conference, um, you made points by scoring in each event and there weren't a lot of girls that swam the mile. So it was actually helpful for me, no matter how slow I swam the mile, I was yeah. scoring points for our team every time That's I completed awesome. it. Nice. Yeah. And so I think the first time I swam it, I swam it in like 31 minutes, which is it's not fast for pool swimmers for open water. That's pretty fast. But like, I mean, there were one time was this girl and she swam it in like 22 minutes and you know, you have to wait in the water oh. for everyone in your heat to finish. And because it was only like four girls who were swimming it, she was in my heat. And I remember like finally finishing and my team always cheered for me. No one really cheers during the mile, but my team always cheered. Oh, for me. That's awesome. Um, it was amazing. But I remember like hitting the wall and like looking over and this girl's just like freezing. Oh. She like swam the mile in 22 minutes. And then she had to just sit in the water for like eight minutes, freezing, <laughs> waiting for me so she could get out and get in her parka. Um, I felt a tiny bit bad, but also that's what you get when you're fast. So I didn't feel that bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like, that was my swim team experience. That's um, awesome. So late twenties community college. I love walk on. It's an amazing story. That's so cool. Um, and I like tell anyone I know who goes to community college now, like you should see if they have sports teams. Like if you've ever, if you've ever played a sport and have liked playing a sport and are going to community college, see if they have a sports team. Um, wow. What a cool experience. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, you said 2018. 
Uh, that was 2019. Okay. Yeah, so 2018 was like learning triathlon, learning to swim. Okay. 2019, I had a s- swim team experience and, and then I did an Ironman cause I was turning 30 and I really wanted to do an Ironman. Um, and that's kind of like my whole triathlon journey is kind of like a different story. Um, but the swim has never been the hard part of the triathlon for me. So in mm-hmm. that way, it's very different than other triathlete stories. Um, and I actually, at my community college, everyone who swims in the spring plays water polo in the fall. And I injured my back playing water polo. Oh no. Um, I like herniated a disc in the fall oh, of, of yeah. 2019 ended up having to have surgery. Oh, and, man. um, I had this like great surgeon who was like, I've worked on Ironman athletes before. I think you're going to go right back to everything you were doing before. And I was like, well, I trust you. Um, and by like December of 2019, I could have just pull in the pool with a, with a pool buoy and wow. I, I could not push off the wall hard. So it was pretty much all like swim to the edge of the pool, kind of try to throw myself off the side of the pool and then like get up speed to swim to the other side of the pool and then do the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. Um, And I started getting better and I had one more season of swim eligibility left. And so by January of 2020, I'm going to 2020. That year. Remember that that year? (laughs) But by the time we get to January of 2020, I'm able to swim again, um, but I can't flip turn. Mm -hmm. And I was really dealing with a lot of cramping in my lower legs caused by like scar tissue Mm. and, um, uh, the way the nerves, um, kind of regrew and recovered from having the herniated disc on them, they were really sensitive. And so, um, uh, I I would, I was dealing with cramping a lot in the pool. It -hmm. was a, it was a problem. There's a lot of cramping, which I never had before. Um, yeah. In my, in my like calves, a lot of cramping and, um, but I just like didn't flip turn and I would never run on days that I was going to swim. Cause that always seemed to make it worse. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I just kind of like threw myself into swim team and I had gotten a lot faster because I wasn't really able to do running and biking yet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm only swimming. So I was getting faster. And, um, when the pandemic hit, we were actually in a van driving to a swim meet and they oh. called and were like, it was, it was March 13th and they called while we were all in the van and they said, Hey, it's not going to happen. We're shutting everything down. And, you know, I had been swimming two hours a day, every day for the last like two months. And I just thought like, well, what am I going to do when the pools are closed? Yeah. Like, I got to, I got to swim. I got to swim. That was your really, rehab, like, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, you can't just come down also from like a high level of activity to just nothing. Mm-hmm. And I remember the very next day I went out and swam in aquatic park. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started like swimming in aquatic park. Every, every, I mean, as often as I could, it probably wasn't, I'm trying to think it wasn't every day because we didn't have childcare and I had my kids half time. And so, um, it was How far away. Is it to aquatic park for you? For me, I live in the sunset. I live in San Francisco. So, um, during the pandemic, when there was no traffic, <laughs> you could get there, <laughs> I could get there in like 16 minutes. Um, now it takes me about 25 minutes to drive over there. Um, worse if I try to go at like the evening, but if you go really early, you know, it's okay. And I started swimming in aquatic park. And then when May came around, I noticed I was starting to really overheat in my, in my suit, in my wetsuit. And what's so funny is like, it was only like 60 degrees, but so I would like, um, swim. I still wasn't swimming outside the cove at all, but I would swim like the perimeter of the mm-hmm. cove. And then I would take off my wetsuit and leave it on the bleachers and then swim another buoy line. And that's how I started swimming with no wetsuit. I would wait till I was really warmed up and then I would take it off and then swim without it. Cause I was already warm. Yeah. Nice. And then after a while, it just got annoying to deal with the wetsuit. It just got sand <laughs> in my shower. That's, that's why I got rid of my wetsuit. It's like, this takes too long. I could be swimming right now. Like 
clean it. That's exactly right. It's like, I have time to go swim, but I don't have time to like pack my wetsuit, change into my wetsuit, um, take off my wetsuit, rinse it out in the shower when I'm done. Like that just, I mean, I think it added like overhead to the whole routine. You could be swimming. (laughs) Yeah, I could be swimming. And so I just stopped using it. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone who swam without a wetsuit then. Mm -hmm. Everyone who I knew who swam in open water was a a triathlete and Mm -hmm. they all wore wetsuits. And um, so it'd be me in no wetsuit and then all my friends with wetsuits. And um, that's kind of how the whole summer went. And then in July, because again, with the being so lucky, Tahoe's only like four hour drive from here. Mm -hmm. Um, and the people that I was like potting with were like, Hey, let's go to Tahoe for a week. And I was like, okay, I've been in my house for like, at this point, you know, five months and I just like need to leave my house. So we went to Tahoe and I had never swam in Tahoe before I'd been to Tahoe. I'd ridden my bike around Tahoe. I never like swam. And I got in and was like, I never want to get out. I just want to swim here forever. And, you know, my friends are like, we're going to go back to the house. And I was like, okay, well, can you wait a little longer for me? And they'd like, (laughs) wait longer. And at this point, probably every time I swam, I probably was swimming like 1500 yards. And I think I swam like two or 3000 yards. I was just like, I just don't want to stop swimming here. It's just so amazing. Um, And I love the swells, like Mm. a lot of of swells and swells are probably one of my favorite things to swim in, not like straight up chop, not completely flat, but like swells. Oh, Mm -hmm. so fun. And when we drove back, I turned to my boyfriend and I said, do you think people swim across Tahoe? I mean, this is 2020. So many people swim across Tahoe, but I had no idea. Of course, there's too many people in the world. We can't know what everyone's up to. (laughs) And I said, do you think people swim across Tahoe? And I like looked it up and I came across um, the Swim Tahoe company. Mm -hmm. And I looked at how much it cost and was like, oh, no, too expensive. Not for me. Um, but I texted my friend, Sabrina, who she was a marathon swimmer, but I didn't know what marathon swimming was. So I didn't yeah, know it's like this word, right? Swimmer. Swim like labels she had become done various. the Catalina channel the year before. Mm-hmm. And so I texted her and was like, Hey, wouldn't it be fun to swim across Tahoe? And she was like, I've swim across Tahoe, <laughs> <laughs> but she did it in college just with the kayaker friend, which is like okay. not, not the safest thing to do, yeah. but, um, and so we were chatting about it and I was like, oh, that would just be amazing. But I kind of put it out of my mind as like something I shouldn't do. But now I had a word for it, marathon swimming. And mm-hmm. that's when I found marathon swim stories uh-huh. <laughs> um, because I love podcasts. And so I was like, I put in marathon swimming and, and that came up um, and I started like listening to the podcast and I just felt like I related to all of these people. There was something about the way that they talked about swimming and the way that they talked about being motivated to do something very big. Um, and whether they were the process type or the outcome type, there were things that I like resonated with. And I just remember feeling like, I don't know any of these people, but I feel like these are, are my people. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Goosebumps thinking of that. That's so cool. Yeah. And then what kind of happened was it kind of started changing the way that I looked at swimming. So this is in the summer of 2020. And I started thinking, you know, I bet I could swim farther. I bet I could swim farther. Um, Like I knew I could swim 2.4 miles because that's how long my swim was for my Ironman. But I was like, I I bet I could swim farther. Mm -hmm. And I remember like being like, I don't know how I could do with the cold and just like, you know, all these things you don't know. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't know anything about feeds, right? Like anything, no one in triathlon feeds during swims. Um, It's too short. (laughs) Too short. (laughs) You're going to be on the bike and so much easier when you're biking or running. Yeah. Or you like, you know, grab a gel in transition or something like that. Um, I just had no idea. And I like did an Alcatraz swim and then your podcast that you did with Sylvia Lecoq, like mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I just, you know, 
she had had three kids in San Francisco and like it, she had entered through triathlon and then become like a marathon swimmer. And um, I remember just thinking like, this lady will know who I need to talk to. I know. <laughs> and also that's when I learned on that podcast that she was the, the part of the swim Tahoe yeah. company. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I had found her before and didn't even know that that's who I had found. And yeah. so I think I sent her like a Facebook message. She doesn't really use Facebook. So I had like mm-hmm. sent her a Facebook message and then had like signed up to swim bridge to bridge with a different company. And um, like a month later, she was like, hey, I'm never on Facebook, <laughs> but um, here's my number. You should call me. We can talk. And I ended up doing this bridge to bridge swim with another company and I had decided I was going to do it in a wetsuit because I had never swam for longer than like an hour without a wetsuit in the bay. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And, um, the swim was, was not handled the best and mm-hmm. our group got really spread out. And, um, the way that that swim works is you really need to be in the current. And mm-hmm. I had a pretty new, like stand up paddleboarder as my assist person and had basically been pushed into like a back eddy so that I could not make any progress. And then they're like, the tides are going to change. We need to move you. And I was the first time I had experienced any sort of like, like feeling like I wasn't going to be able to complete something that I had started. And I was really frustrated. I was like, like I could swim forever. What's the problem? And they're like, there's tides to think about. Like you being able to swim forever isn't going to change yeah, the situation the in this situation. ocean right now. Yeah, <laughs> the bay. Yeah, and it was me and one other friend. We were both in wetsuits, and they they came over on and were like, "We're gonna move you out further to the current, but we have to move you pretty far. So you're gonna have to get onto like um, it was like a it was like a skidoo, I guess. It was pretty big though, and there was like mm-hmm. a boat and a skidoo. So we both okay. got on the back of the skidoo, and they took us back out into the current. And I was so upset at what was happening. And I was like, okay, they're like, you can get back in here. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm taking off my wetsuit. And so I just stripped off my wetsuit on the ski do. And my friend was like, I'm taking off my wetsuit. So he takes off his wetsuit. And um, we probably swam another 45 minutes to finish the swim. But we, we jumped back in, we jumped back in and we swam the last 45 minutes with no wetsuit. And we, we come in and all of our friends who are faster and had started before us, um, saw us come in and we're like, where's your wetsuits guys? <laughs> like you started in a wetsuit and now you don't have a wetsuit. <laughs> what happened in the middle here? Um, and I was just like, I'm never wearing a wetsuit again. I don't need to. That's not, it's not happening for me. I didn't like how it felt. And I was frustrated with my swim. And I actually called Sylvia like that night and was like, this is what happened. And like, and she was just so encouraging. Cause at that point I was kind of like, well, that's it. Like, I obviously can't do it. I can't do it. Like I tried and they had to move. Right. I like, I can't be a marathon swimmer. I, whatever it is that it takes, I clearly just don't have that. Um, which felt weird because I was like, I was never tired. I felt like I could have swam forever, but there was something that wasn't right. What I didn't know was what I was missing was like, (laughs) Uh, an amazing crew, right. Was the thing that I was missing. Right. Right. Um, but Sylvia was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go out with some, I'm taking some people out the week before Thanksgiving, you should come. And I was really nervous. And I was like, I'm not going to wear a wetsuit. I'm just going to show up. It's getting colder, right? Like it's the end of November. And, um, that's when I met what ended up being my pod. Like she was like, this group swims a similar speed as you, I think, once you swim with these people, you'll be able to like, um, know what you need to do next. Nice. That's very cool. (laughs) She was totally right. So, um, I ended up swimming with, um, Rainey Pierce and Georgia Wells. And and there was just like, um, a number of other ladies that ended up being like my pod. And, um, we did this swim together. We swam like from Sausalito out to Angel Island, which is, like, uh, I think it's like a mile and I know it's two miles. Um, and it was just beautiful. I was just so happy the whole time that I was out there. And, uh, when I got back on the boat, Sylvia was like, good job, kiddo, just swim through the winter and you'll be fine. And I was like, <laughs> okay, now I know what to do. 
Yeah. And um, she had asked me then, because I had told her that I had been thinking about Tahoe if I wanted to book it. And I said, no, because I didn't feel comfortable doing something like that without being vaccinated because vaccines were just starting to roll out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know when I'm going to get vaccinated. I don't want to book it. And she's like, okay, well, my summer's full. Like, so um, you won't be able to do it next summer. Um, I said, okay, that's fine. Like that's what's going to happen. That, then we're up to 2020 or coming up on 2020. We're coming up on all the rollovers yeah. from the prior year. So yeah, yeah, she's mm-hmm. All of that. And, um, and that's when I really just started, like I swam through the winter, no wetsuit. So there was like a lot of learning curve about that. I started like, um, learning that when it's cold, you need to like eat, even if it's only an hour swim, you really need to have a gel because, um, you burn so many calories trying to stay warm that you're not going to be able to like sustain yourself. Like you're Mm going to need that. And so like, I learned a lot about cold water swimming. I had like a scary experience where my poor boyfriend who does not have as much body fat as I have, um, basically got hypothermic in the water. Oh no! That was a scary experience. Actually a seal came over and told me he was in trouble. What? Yes. I I was swimming with my pod and my boyfriend's, my boyfriend's much faster swimmer than I am much faster. And so he swims in circles around us, you know, like you do with a pod. And, um, we had swam, maybe like 800 yards and we were swimming back and there was a pretty big ebb. And so it was actually, we were having to fight a little bit to get back to where we had parked the car. We were at Chrissy field, which is like right kind of under the golden gate bridge. Okay. Um, and my boyfriend was in the back, but that's not unusual because a lot of times he'll circle He's back around circle. Yeah. back. And I was swimming and all of a sudden the seal like swam up pretty close to me, like maybe like four feet from me. And I looked at the seal and the seal just looked at me like it had something very important to say. And I looked at the seal and the seal like turned around and looked back behind me and then looked at me again. Like you need to look back there. And I turned my head and my boyfriend is swimming with one arm. And I'm like, what's going on here? And, and, And the seal like looked at me again, just like very purposefully and then swam away. Wow. Yeah. He was like, dude, you're like pod mates in trouble. Like, <laughs> like you're not doing a very good job of keeping an eye on your like family members. People right come on now. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like you're here as a pod clearly. And someone is not taking care of this one. <laughs> and I swam over and I was like, Hey, do you need to go in? Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm pretty cold. And I was like, okay, well we parked by that windsock there. So I'm like, you know, let's swim diagonal towards the windsock. Cause we have to get to the car. And he goes, well, which way is the beach? We are only like a hundred yards from the beach. Oh, wow. And I, like, I was like, oh no. So he looked like he was all there, but he was not all there. And I was like, okay, well, let's swim towards the windsock. He did not. He made a, as soon as he realized where the beach was, he like went straight for the beach and um, you know, his speech was all slurred and he was stumbling. Mm. It was kind of like he was drunk. And then he was like, I'm just going to sit down. And I was like, Oh my God. No, because I knew there was no way I could carry him. Like there just, there was, even if we had to call 911 or something, it would be so far from where there was a road. Like the parking lot was so far. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the ladies I swim with, her husband walks their dog on the beach. And so I like called over to him and I was like, can you help me with him? And so we like half carried him. He half walked like to the car And then he started warming up and Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, yeah, it was bad, but, um, he warmed up, um, he was in a lot of pain, but he warmed up. Yeah. Yeah. In the bathtub for like hours that day. (laughs) And we we learned, we learned some things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we learned some things. I learned a lot from that experience. (laughs) I had a lot of like funny, like beginner experiences. I like got caught in like a back eddy out at China beach, um, mm-hmm. at one point. And it was just like me not knowing what I was doing. Um, it's a, a tr- ocean. That's why the ocean, one of the reasons the ocean scares me is like, a, I just, I can't read it. You know, it's like a foreign being. <laughs> it's like an alien to me. There's <laughs> a lot to know about the ocean. Swimming with people who know what they're doing. Seems like good yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going into, so 
over winter. Yeah. We could do, we could do a, probably a whole episode on cold oh, water learnings, sure. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we we're going into like 2021 and, um, my pod that I was talking about, said we're going to swim around angel Island and that's like a five mile swim. Yeah. And I'd never done feeds before, but I was like, okay, I'm going to have applesauce. What I'm going to have longest going into that, going into that. Um, probably, well, I mean, there was the 10 K bridge to bridge with the break, but yeah, that's, that was I mean, like, but- at that point that had been several months. I okay. mean, it was cold. So I'd really only been swimming, you know, 2000 yards at a time. Okay. It was cold and I couldn't mm-hmm. stay any longer. And the pools, um, were just starting to open again. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I was starting to practice with my swim team again. Oh, nice. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have applesauce. <laughs> And <laughs> I just didn't know what I was doing. And so <laughs> we you get, get the off- idea for applesauce. Um, so my friend, Sabrina, who I was telling you, mm-hmm. I asked her what she likes to eat while she's swimming. And one of the things she said was like, she really liked to eat applesauce. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize that for her, that was like a treat in addition oh. to all of her other nutrition <laughs> right. that she was taking in. Yeah. Um, so in my head, I was like, oh, I'll have applesauce packets. That'll sustain okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Well, it's so funny to me now. Um, but uh, yeah, I had started, I remember now the pools had opened. So I had started doing doubles. So I would swim like a thousand yards in the bay in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I would swim for an hour and a half in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get there to swim Angel Island and there's like five of us and Sylvia and everyone hands Sylvia, all of their bottles labeled with their names and their gels and there's me and this other girl that it's our first big swim. And I hand her like a mesh bag full of applesauce pouches. And the other girl hands her a Ziploc bag full of like cliff bars. <laughs> what <did> Sylvia say? <laughs> and Sylvia just kind of looks at us and goes, uh-huh. Okay. All right. And I was so hungry on that swim. I was starving and I, how far in until you finished all your applesauce packets? I mean, I finished. So we were going to eat every, the plan was to eat every 30 minutes. And we had planned for it to be a three hour swim based on the time of like the slowest person that was with us. We're like, it's going to be a three hour swim. And, um, like an hour in I'd had two feeds and we were trying to do fairly quick feeds. And so even though I had applesauce left, just the applesauce was not enough. And I was just like, I am so hungry. And then we got to our next feed and I like sucked down an applesauce and asked for a second applesauce. And Sylvia's like, okay. She's like giving me the stuff. And, um, by the time we got around the backside, everybody's swimming. And I swam over to Sylvia. I swam back. I swam over to the boat. And I was like, I am so hungry. I am so hungry. And she's like trying not to make eye contact. She's like, keep swimming, keep swimming. I'm like, I'm so hungry. (laughs) She's like, okay. So she reaches in the other girl's bag of cliff bars. Yeah. (laughs) And she like, because the girl had handed her like a whole bag full of cliff bars and like gave me half a cliff bar and it like fell in the water. She's like, oh, I'll get you another one. I was like, no, this is great. This is wonderful. Thank you. And then we started getting around the backside and my legs started cramping up terribly. Oh, no. And so oh. I only pulled for like the last mile. I only pulled because I couldn't kick at all, but I finished and I still felt great. I didn't feel cold, nice. but I was, I had, again, that thought, like, how could I do a marathon swim if I like, am so hungry mm-hmm. and my legs are cramping, like if my mm-hmm. legs are cramping, yeah, that's a no-go. What am I going to do? Um, and I had the opportunity to observe for someone who was swimming round trip Angel Island. Mm. Um, and are you, are you familiar with that swim? Uh, no, I've only, I mean, I've seen a picture of someone having done it, whatever, all that. But no, I haven't done it myself. Okay. So it's like a 10 mile swim and it starts at Aquatic Park and you swim out and around Angel Island and back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tides are difficult. You have to cross three shipping channels. It's like a big deal. Yeah. And um, I observed for someone who had done it before and I was just in awe of her feeding system. Mm. And that's when I discovered hot shots. 
Ah, um, ah, yeah. Janine was telling us about that and with her I, fears of, yeah. That's what I was thinking when I heard, when I was listening to her, I was like, I heard the first one with her and she was talking about camping. I was like, oh, she has to find out about hot shots. And then on her next podcast <laughs> yeah. update, she was saying that like someone told her about hot shots. Yeah. Yep. And um, they taste like cinnamon flavored toilet bowl cleaner. They taste <laughs> terrible. They taste so bad, um, but they're like a miracle. They okay. just stop cramping. And so I um, was like, okay. And I told Sylvia, I was like, I want to swim Angel Island again. So like around Angel Island, the not round actually, trip. like around the circumnavigation. And she's like, okay, well, I have someone who's doing it. That's your speed um, in like a week. Let's do it again. And I finished half an hour faster. Nice. I ate so much. I had like Carbo Pro mixed with scratch in my bottles. And I had a full eight ounce every feed. And then I had a hot shot every hour. And um, I felt amazing. Like I finished and I was like, I could swim around this island again. Like, <laughs> I feel so good. Nice. And um like two days later, Sylvia sent out an email to me and a couple other people and was like, we have three cancellations to swim the width of Tahoe. These are the dates. Wow. And I, she's like, it's first come first serve. And I was like, I want this date. Yeah. Um, I will do it. And that's when I realized it was going to happen. And so that's just in like June at this point. And the swim is in July. So this is oh, like wow. the beginning of June. I decided I was going to do it. Yeah. And then um, the swim is at the end of July. So I basically have eight weeks to to like get from five miles to where I could comfortably swim 12 miles 12, right? in a lake, <laughs> in a lake, which I really didn't fully appreciate. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what the difference was like, I was like, I've swam in Tahoe before. It didn't feel that different. Um, altitude. I also just didn't really take in what that was. Um, but I got ready. I did, I probably did five, two hour swims. A f- and then I did a five hour swim and a four hour swim. Okay. And those are what I did to prepare. Um, I also swam every day because I felt it was really important to keep the water feel. Like I mm-hmm. had learned from swim team that that was one of the most important things was to swim frequently for smaller mm-hmm. amounts and then just have like one long swim a, a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I couldn't do a long swim that week, then I would do two medium swims, like two, two hour one. swims. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would try to do. And then, um, you know, the time came for me to go to Tahoe and I know you went to Tahoe this summer also. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you also were like, oh my God, the whole Tahoe basin is like on fire. Oh, I was there like the week before. Okay. You were hit. Before. Yeah. I, it was way, but yeah, I've locked out in that right. regard. So my date was back to your story. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. So my date was the 26th of July. Yeah. And right in the thick of it. Right in the thick of it. And um, I mean, it was before it got really, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, But I had known someone who had their length canceled. Mm -hmm. um, And that was, you know, really sad. And then I had a friend who, who was able to do the length um, and they're both in my pod. And that was like a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. To have happened. That was just weird. Um, and then, um, my date was coming closer and, you know, we talk about like, if the AQI is this, we're not going to swim. If the AQI is this, we are going to swim. And I just try not to think about it. My friend, Sabrina flew up to be my crew person. Aww. And I know she's so wonderful <laughs> she flew up to be my crew person. And we drove up to Tahoe and I fell asleep in the car. And I'm so glad I did because when I woke up, we were in Tahoe and it was so smoky. Like I could oh. see smoke. And if I had been awake as we were driving up through the mountains and all the smoke, I think oh. it would have been really hard to see. Mm. Um, Interesting. But the way that it was, was very weird. And that the smoke was not bad in the middle of the lake and across huh. it, but it was really bad in the South part and the North part. Mm-hmm. And it would change day to day. Yeah. Um, and so I was just waiting for a, like a call from Sylvia and you mm-hmm. know, she's either out on the lake or sleeping. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I like 
I'm just waiting and I don't know if I'm going to get to swim at all. Like it looks pretty bad. I have no idea. Um, and I know, so she texted me and she's like, Hey, our swim yesterday was canceled. We had one person choose to swim today. Um, the forecast is like, we don't know what it's going to be. So why don't you just show up to the dock at 4:30 AM and we'll make the call then. Um, if you feel comfortable, because mm-hmm. at that point, the AQI was not in the dangerous zone, but it was high enough that if someone had, um, breathing problems, Sensitive, yeah. yeah, they probably shouldn't swim. So, um, I said, okay, like I, you know, had a, a talk with Sabrina. My boyfriend was there, but he was not my crew. I sent him on a fishing trip. I was like, you don't need to be on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I talked to Sabrina and I was like, what's the AQI need to be for you to feel like you don't want to crew? Because to me, that was like the most important thing because I'm not like, I'm in the water. What, what, like, I was worried about the people on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sabrina, you know, she told me the number and I was like, well, I definitely won't be swimming if it's that number anyway. Right, so right. <laughs> that works for me. Um, got up that morning and it's just this uncertainty. Like, am but, I yeah. swim? am I not going to get to swim? Right. Did you like, feel prepared though? Like physically, or you did, at least you felt like you did as much as you could with I felt I'm going last physically time. prepared. I felt like I had my nutrition dialed in. I had made like this whole nutrition plan. I mixed all my bottles beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. and the way I do it is I use a big, like bike water bottle, mm-hmm. but then, um, I have marks on it. So I drink like half of one bottle for one feed and half for another feed. And nice. so I knew that for the number of feeds I was expecting, I just got one of those like um, six pack drink carriers from like yeah. two goes and nice. just yeah. um, filled all my bottles, mixed all my bottles. Cause I wanted to mix my own bottles because I knew that if, um, uh, if my electrolytes were too low, I would start cramping. So like, I really wanted to make sure they were mixed to the consistency that I wanted them to be, <laughs> which I know I probably couldn't do for like a really long swim, but th- I think this is like a middle distance, like yeah. marathon. Well, yeah. And you're, I don't know, I, the, at least the way my journey has been with feeding, it's like, you've, you've got it, what you just find what you, what you, what works for you. And you roll with that. Cause going in, you've got all this other uncertainty to deal with, but you're like, at least I, my feed plans nailed my training's nailed. So this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I can control that one thing of yeah. getting it ready for the, the person to give me, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we pull up, we walk down to the boat um, and Sylvia and Katie are there and they've already swam. So it's 4.30 in the morning and they've already like had breakfast, gone for a swim themselves and the <laughs> boat is ready. Nice, nice. Like, wow. Um, and basically when we looked at the forecast and we looked at the air, we said, you know, it's swimmer's choice. Um, she's like, we won't make you swim. You can reschedule. Um she said we had a cancellation for tomorrow. So you could take the tomorrow spot if the air is good, or we can book you for next summer. She's like, we don't have anything else this summer. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Um, and I was like, well, can I think about it? And she was very like, did not push one way or the other. And I felt mm-hmm. like I was trying to get from her, like, should I swim or should I not? Swim? Right. Like, yeah. Refusing to give <laughs> yes. me like anything, like it's your decision. It's you need your to make decision. Sense. Exactly. That's good. Um, which I'm grateful for at the time I was frustrated by, but I'm now yeah. so grateful for. And um, yeah. so I went to talk about it. And my boyfriend was there because he was going to go fishing afterwards. Um, and I was like, what do you guys think I should do? And Sabrina said, well, we don't know what the weather's going to be like today, but we know what it is today. And we know no, tomorrow, right? yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was like, we don't know what the, what the smoke's going to be like tomorrow, but we know what it is today. And we know it's, it's, it's moderate. So mm-hmm. we know we probably could get across, but then it could, the smoke could get bad or I could get bad an yeah. attack. Like anything could happen. Um, she's like, but that's like, we know what's going to happen today, but we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, so I would suggest to swim now. And I was like, I'm in my suit. <laughs> yeah. I have my swimsuit on. And then I was like, well, if I put it off and then tomorrow the smoke is worse, I'm going to feel terrible that I didn't take this opportunity yeah. now. And I kind of asked my boyfriend and he, because he didn't think I should swim, didn't want to say anything. Yeah. And, and, and because I know him, I was like, oh, I can tell he thinks that I shouldn't because yeah. he's not saying anything. He was trying to like not say anything so that he didn't influence me, but his not saying anything, yeah. like let <laughs> me know he yeah. did not think it was a good idea. Um, and I just said, you know, 
it was a weird thing because I had to make the choice. And that was the weirdest thing was having to make the choice. And I said, well, I'm going to swim. I'm going to swim. So I walked over and I said, I'm going to swim. So he was like, all right, we're swimming. Um, it's on, like it's hundred percent on now. And so we get on the boat and um, motor over to like the swim start. And I'm like putting on, I don't use desitin. I use Boudreaux's butt paste because it doesn't smell as bad. I, yep. There you <laughs> So um, I like, I'm all like slicked up. I have all my things and I kind of get this like sinking feeling like, oh, it, it's like, it's happening now. What if the weather changes? Like, what if the smoke changes? Like, did I make a bad choice? And mm. I was just doubting myself. But at that point I'd said, yes. So we're going and like I swam when you have the desitin on the the because you like you're like I can't go back. It's never coming off. It's yeah. never coming off. Um, so I jump and I swim to the beach and she you know she has her light and I start swimming and as soon as I start swimming I just I expected to feel happy and grateful to get the opportunity to swim and instead I was just to be honest filled with regret. Oh no! I was, I was like. I made the wrong choice. Oh, wow. Interesting. I was not expecting it at all. And I I was just like, I'm going to get pulled and then I will have wasted all this money and I won't have done the thing that I was going to do that I wanted to do. And and it just like sunk deep into me. And I was just so surprised by that. Um, Cause I realized what I was really doing was I was really doubting my ability to make decisions for myself Yeah, and also to make a decision when I knew other people disagreed with it, which is what mm. my boyfriend was trying to avoid by like right? not yeah. letting me know at all. Um, yeah. But because I am pretty perceptive, I had picked up on it and yeah. that had made it hard because um, yeah, I was having to trust myself that I made the decision that was best for me. Um. And I just started swimming and it was a full moon. It was so beautiful. I remember like swimming and then looking up at the moon and, um, and then I had this weird thing where I was like, oh, I feel really tired. My arms feel really tired. And I was only like, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the swim. And <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And I've actually since then had this happen on some longer workouts where at the beginning of the workout, I feel like there's no way I'm going to get to the end of the workout. But this was the first time it had happened. And of course it was like during my first marathon swim. Right. And so, um, I just thought like, well, I'm just going to keep swimming. I love to swim. So I'm just going to keep swimming. And I also thought like, well, if the air quality is bad, if I don't lift my mouth out of the water very far, maybe the air quality is better, like right at the water. (laughs) So I don't know what I was thinking, but I was was swimming and I was my form was so good because I was just like barely lifting half my mouth out of the water to breathe. And then what ended up happening was so funny because the sun started coming up and because it was so smoky, it looked like the scene in the Lion King where the sun's coming up and I made some crack about it to the boat. And then when I swam in for my next feed, they were playing the Lion King. (laughs) And so I was like swimming and the sun was coming up and they were playing the Lion King. And then everybody was laughing. And then I had my first feed and then everything just kind of like started to change after that. And it got like, I was just so thankful then to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had like a lot of internal stuff. I was like, swimming. And I was like, Elizabeth, you always have to do the hardest thing. Like, why did you pick the hardest thing? Like, I literally thought to myself, I could be in bed right now, but instead I'm in the middle of Lake Tahoe. <laughs> like, why do you do this to yourself, Elizabeth? Like, you don't have to do this to yourself. Why? And I was just like something I hadn't really thought about before. And so right. then I was like thinking about that. Um, <laughs> and then, um, I was looking and like, you can't see anything because there's so much, sm- there was smoke on like like normally the visibility is so good and right. air quality was not bad where we were, but it was really bad at the South end of yeah. the lake, really bad at the North end of the lake. Interesting. So you couldn't see anything. Yeah. So even though I could breathe, it didn't even feel heavy. It didn't smell like smoke even. Like interesting. you could wow. see the smoke, but it wasn't like where we were. There was like a, a, a corridor. A channel like a for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and I was on track with my feeds at one feed. I didn't finish a bottle all the way. And then before the next feed, 
it was I started to get hungry oh. and I like <laughs> over the and 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 Sylvia goes oh I found out later she goes oh no Elizabeth's coming over she's hungry if she's <laughs> if she's swimming over to the boat there's only one thing that means it means she's hungry <laughs> and um I was like I'm hungry so swim 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 I'm hungry swim, swim, swim. <laughs> <laughs> she's like <laughs> and 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 I see Sylvia like saying something to Sabrina and Sabrina comes over. She's like, you have four minutes to your next feed. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I took a little bit extra at that feed and it was, and I was like, okay, again. And I just couldn't believe how blue it was. And then mm-hmm. when I would turn my head to breathe, I realized I would see the smoke and then start to be panicked about the smoke changing, mm-hmm. like, like, the, like the air quality getting worse and then having to be pulled. And then I realized, oh, well, I'm just not going to look. It's like the opposite of most people. Like people close their eyes when they're in the water. I close my eyes when I would breathe and I would only open up my eyes in the water because it was just blue and beautiful down there. Yeah. And then sometimes I would like be swimming and I would yell at the boat and I would say, it's so blue. And then I would just (laughs) keep swimming. And then I came. And then the thing about the lake you were saying that makes it hard is that there's no buoyancy. And so feeds were actually really hard. I didn't Mm. expect that to be hard, Mm -hmm. but I had to really kick to keep myself on my back, like floating. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was surprising. That was very surprising. And then once I reached the middle of the lake, the rest was kind of like a dream. I just was happy. I knew I was going to finish. Um, apparently the air quality started tanking the last like 30 minutes. Like when I was like almost to the beach, yeah, like um, a mile to go. And, um, I could see it getting hazy. I could see the haze getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I had my last feed and, um, they were like, it's your last feed go for it. And I just, I think I sprinted the last mile. I went like as fast as I could. And, um, later I found out (laughs) Sylvia just turned to Sabrina. She goes, we're never getting her out now, no matter what happens (laughs) the air quality, we're never going to be able to pull her out now. Um, and, and yeah, I finished. And when I got out, I just felt like this huge, like, I took a moment because, you know, you're by yourself. There was no one waiting. Right. And there, the boat's pretty far. Mm-hmm. Out. They can't come that far in. And I just took a moment for myself. Um, and it was just like, it reminded me of having a baby, right? You you have a baby. And then for me, I, I kind of caught my daughter and I like pulled her up on my chest. And, and you don't even have a moment to like, be like, Oh my God, she's so cute. You just like breathe for a minute yeah, with the baby on your chest. And that's how it felt to stand on the beach mm. and just like, be like this thing I wanted to happen, happened. And I made mm-hmm. it happen. And I put in all this effort and I also had a lot of luck and, and a lot of things went right that could have gone wrong that I had mm-hmm. no control over. Um, and then I swam very slowly back to the <laughs> and even like I couldn't eat. I didn't even want to raise my arm up to, I think I breaststroked all the way back out. And, um, and then by the time we were motoring across back across um, the air quality was really bad. We even put on masks. Oh, oh yeah. I bet. It just really tanked. Yeah. I, I like, it was like, I reached the other side and all of a sudden all the smoke rolled in. Oh man. Um, and that's the story. Of <laughs> what do you think that you've learned about yourself from marathon swimming from, from your first marathon swim and then maybe what's next and then we should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like what I learned from, from the swim itself was that I can trust myself. It's a big one. It's a good one. <laughs> I, you know, you never know what you're going to learn when you set out on a new um, goal, but you know, you'll probably learn something, but I thought I already trusted myself. Right. So I, it didn't even occur to me that that would be a place that I would grow. Um, but like making a decision that was like different than what my partner's decision would have been was actually a big step for me in my personal growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and one that I felt really good about. Um, and then, I mean, the other thing is just that like people are wonderful. Um, 
I, I didn't talk about it a lot, but I did end up joining like South End Rowing Club and um, have an amazing community of people there that I've met and who have supported me, um, whether through advice or swimming with me or um, just all sorts of things. Um, and that's been really amazing. That's, and that's more like what's on the what's up next for me thing. Um, I was really excited to get to direct a swim oh, after cool. that um, nice. in August for South End, uh, a 10K in the Bay. Nice. And um, that was a really exciting experience. And I loved race directing. And I would probably like, like to do it again. Um, I really enjoy my morning swims that are just fun. Um, I'm with a pod that goes out and we just have a good time. We like climb on the boats that are parked in the bay (laughs) behind the boats. And we climb on the ropes that go up to the big boats. And, um, we do like fake synchronized swimming and, and, um, we just have a goofy time. And on birthdays we do naked swims and (laughs) it's just like, it's playful. And I love that like playfulness. So I'm really enjoying the playfulness in the community right now. Um, when I first finished, I was like, I'm going to do the length of Tahoe next. Um, but I knew that I needed to like take some time to make sure that was like what I really wanted to do first. Mm -hmm. And, um, my school schedule has really picked up. I transferred from community college to the university of San Francisco and I'm a math major. And so um, I've been very overwhelmed by the amount of schoolwork that I have and the idea of like having to do this again next semester and also training for a big swim seems a little overwhelming. Um, so I decided that, um, I will probably do a swim, but I probably won't do length of Tahoe. Um, I probably will do something nearby in California, um, either in the Bay or like in the Santa Cruz, Santa Barbara area. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what yet. Um, but probably more mid distance. I think it's been very exciting and Southland Rowing Club gives me a lot of perspective. You know, you have, you sit in the sauna with these women and they're in their seventies and they, you know, done most of the ocean seven swim (laughs) and they didn't start swimming till they were 50. Yeah. And I think, so right now I'm 32 and I just think, wow, there's so many swims I want to do. And I have so many years to do these swims and, um, my future is like wide open. And so I'm trying to not like burn myself out on swimming and, you know, jump into something huge and very expensive. Um, when there's so much that I can do close by and work up to that when I'm like done with school and my kids are a little older and stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for reaching out to me and letting (laughs) me know that how marathon swim stories affected you. That just brings me so much joy. And thank you for sharing your story with us too. It's an awesome story. Love it. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.